Camp, Camp Radio. Radio. Camp Radio. Camp Welcome Radio. to Camp Radio, Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. Thank you for joining us on Camp Radio today. My name is Kevin Pearson. and I'll be your host. We are continuing on our series of pastoral health. Uh, Joe Sorrow has been with us from the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board, and he's with his 30-some years of uh, pastoral ministry, and he's here to be able to share with us a little bit more. Uh, Joe, thank you for joining us again. I do appreciate the opportunity to be with you, Kevin. Well, let's uh, continue our discussion as we just kind of dig into just staying fresh in a long-term long-term pastor of the church? You know, Kevin, uh, for me, uh, my first pastor was in Memphis, and I did not stay there long. I was there less than two years and could go into all those kind of details, but we'll save that for another discussion. But uh, then then when the Lord led me to Elizabethan, I went to Calvary Baptist Church in Elizabethan and stayed almost 23 years. And uh, for me, uh, that uh, that was important. It was uh, it was a great great time for me. I loved being that church's pastor uh, for those number of years. Uh, one of the things that when I thought about going there and serving, I saw is going to plant my life there, going to spend the the very best days of my ministry there. So you know, I went there. I was like 31 years old mm-hmm. and went there intending to stay. God, you keep me here until you've moved me and let it even go into my retirement. My father had pastored for the, he had pastored the same church in Calhoun, small town church, paper mill town in McMinn, uh, McMinn County. And he had served that church for 30 years. And I saw that and I saw that as an example of really a, uh, of a of a great pastor. I got to see his example of how that he, you know, he would see folks, he would see them, he would see them born. He would then uh, see them grow up and see them come to faith in Christ, be able to baptize them, marry them, be there with them. Then when they had their own children and, you know, just to go through that whole process. And I saw that and to see that the influence that a long-term pastor could have on the people of the church. And as I watched that, that's what I wanted. I wanted to be able to give myself to a church and stay there. But then the question is, and how do you do that? You know, it's one thing to want to do it. I don't, uh, most guys don't go to a church thinking, well, I'm going to come and I'm going to stay two years and I'm out of here. You know, they, and so how do you make that happen? And for me, the very first thing that, uh, as I think about that, is I believe it really does start, <laughs> starts with the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a good church, a church that really takes care of its pastor, a church that loves its pastor. And as I talked to my dad even about that, you know, he said, make sure you go to a place that will take good care of you. And I'm not talking about finances. Finances are important. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've got to be able to make a living. You've got to be able to put food on the table. That mm-hmm. is important. But it's uh, more of how the folks, you know, treat you and how they respect the office of the pastor and how they love you. And uh, and that's what I found in, in Elizabethan with Calvary Baptist Church. And that's what I would encourage guys. 
you know, when when you go to a place and you're starting to go there, make sure that you're going to to a church that values that role of a pastor, that really loves pastors. I followed Ray Sorrells at Calvary, and Ray had been there for 13 years. And so I knew I knew that they loved pastors. And, and when I went there and view a call, and as I talked to the people in the church, nobody said one negative word about Ray Sorrells. Mm. And I thought, wow, if a guy can come and serve 13 years and nobody's saying anything negative, that tells me something. Right. Well, first of all, it told me a lot about Ray. It told me he was a great pastor. Yeah. But it also told me about that church, mm-hmm. you know, that that church values the role of the pastor and loves pastors. And so uh, that to me, uh, when you think about, you know, if I'm going to make it uh, start from the very beginning, if I'm going to go to the church, just make sure that I'm going to a church that really does value and love pastors. And then I think also then a pastor in a church, in a lot of ways, it's almost like a marriage. There's a fit, if you will, you know, where uh, the personality of the pastor sort of fits the personality of the church. The values of the pastor fits the values of the church. The the theology of the pastor fits the theology of the church. All those different practical applications, it's just a good marriage. Right. And uh, when you have a good marriage between the pastor and, and the church, if you will, if you can put it that way, if you have such a, a love relationship mm-hmm. Uh, you're you're on your way. You give yourself the the opportunity to succeed. And when I think about then, I think about marriage, and also then I think, you know, when it gets right down to it, Pastor, uh, in order for you to survive and thrive in a long term pastorate, it comes down to: Do I love these people? Hmm. Do I truly love these people? Now it's one thing. It's one thing to get up the very first Sunday and say, "Oh, I love these people. Oh, I love you." And I, you know, I hear that a lot. Oh, I love everybody. Well, come on, folks. Now, yes, we are to love everybody, and in theory, we love everybody. But love, true love, takes that time to develop, and it takes even when you've been somewhere for a, for a time. And just like in your 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 marriage relationship, you know, we think we love our wife, Kevin. We think we loved her the day we married her. Right. You know, but now having been married, you know, for over 35 years, then the question is, did you really love her? Not like I love her today. Mm-hmm. I, I love her so much more today than the day I married her. Well, the right. truth is even in a pastorate that we learn to love our people. We learn to love those folks. Mm-hmm. And so, what you know, some of the things that those things look like it looks like some sacrifice Mm -hmm. it looks like that i'm there for them that there's times that i may have other things on my plate or on my agenda that i want but you know love sacrifices love puts other people first and so you know as as when i think about if you're going to survive a a long-term pastor then you're going to have a you're going to have this church that's a good church of values pastors. You're mm-hmm. going to have a good match of this pastor and church. And then also you're going to have a pastor that just flat out loves yeah. that church, loves those people and may not see everything eye to eye. That's okay. May not even root for the teams they root for yeah. and uh, all those kind of things. But you go there and you learn to love those people and you learn to love those teams that they root for. Uh, you know, I'd never, I don't know that I'd ever na- watch NASCAR when I went to Elizabethan. Yeah. And I got up there and Bristol Sp- Bristol Motor Speedway is just over the mountain. Right. And some of my, some of my older deacons, uh, Don Williams and Josh Allen and guys like that, they would talk about nascar mm-hmm. 
And so I found out, you know, I've got to learn to know a little bit about NASCAR. I didn't even know who Dale Earnhardt was at the time. Yeah. <laughs> but boy, they knew who Dale Earnhardt was and they knew who Richard Petty was. And even though I might have known his name, but I didn't know anything about those guys. Right. I don't know what I'd ever watched a race in my life. Well, because I loved those people, then mm-hmm. I dove into their culture. I dove into their world and and started to to pay attention to those kind of things so that I could have something to talk to them about and also because if they loved that then I that, then I needed to take interest in it right it was that important and so you know loving your people and being there for them being there when they're when they're in the hospital being mm-hmm. there when somebody dies being there you know there's a my dad set that example for me that a pastor is more than a guy that just jumps in a pulpit and preaches on Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and I've heard a lot of guys say this and it's, you're not original with me, but your people will forgive you for a bad sermon, but they, but this but I'm not so sure they're going to forgive you if you didn't show up when they needed you. Right. And so when there's a death, when there's mm-hmm. a sickness, uh, even when there's good things like a baby born mm-hmm. uh, for, for weddings, for all these kind of things, to be there, to be there with your people, uh, that's that is that's part of what it really means. Right. So, and and, and this personal uh, spiritual dis- disciplines in your life plays yeah. a big factor in that, right? Absolutely, because you can't fake it. You can't fake it. You you've got to be real with the Lord. You got to be real with the people. There must be a a, a walk that you uh, you must have a a walk of integrity with the Lord. There must be a time that you're spending time with the Lord each day. You can't fake it mm-hmm. now. You can fake it for for a short time, you know, mm-hmm. and and we we have plenty of folks that do fake it for a time, but ultimately, long term, you you've got to be real, mm-hmm. and and for me that that started right there. Then then I had to be real with my love relationship with Jesus. Jesus had to be more than somebody I talked about on Sunday. He he needed to be somebody I talked with mm-hmm. daily. Uh, throughout the day, not just even just in that quiet time, but having that continual conversation. He had to be somebody that that I so loved the word, his word, that I just didn't study it to preach it, mm-hmm. but I studied it for me. Right. And uh, so there had to be that, there, there has to be a love relationship. You've got to keep doing those spiritual disciplines of praying, Bible reading, mm-hmm. uh, spiritual disciplines of witness, spiritual disciplines of of fasting during different different seasons, uh, different uh, meditation, uh, getting along with God, taking those breaks to get on all those spiritual disciplines mm-hmm. uh, that uh, that that you need to do. Uh, those things are important if you're gonna if you're gonna make it long term. Yeah, and, and that makes a uh, such an influence on your congregation because, yeah, like like you said, they know if you're faking it or not. Oh yeah. And if you are being the shepherd and the pastor that you need to be, they will follow you, yeah. and uh, they'll go on those mission trips that you 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 and yourself will have refreshment because you build those relationships with those uh, those people and you become close to them and you you that's that building that that long-term stay at that church that you've you've invested your time to stay at that place until God moves you on somewhere else. Yeah, you know, and you talk about relationship. It really is about relationships uh that you build with these folks. And I don't know of any other way to build relationships other than spend time with people. Yeah. You know, you can you can I love you, love y'all kind of thing all day long. Uh but that doesn't really communicate until 
I actually spend time with you. You know, I guess yeah. I'm uh, going back to, you know, the five love languages book. And, uh, you know, for me, my love language is quality time. And so I naturally go in that direction. I must spend time with you. Or if a church person talks about how much I loved you, but then never want to be around you, I always right. question that. Yeah. So it is really about relationships require time. Right. So some of the things that, uh, that I found in a long-term pastorate that helped me build those relationships was to spend time with my people. Mm -hmm. And whether that be fellowships at the church, whether you're doing fellowships, where you're doing, uh, where you go, go out to eat together, but, but more than that, the most precious times. And if I were to go back and review for you today, some of the most precious times of my life with our people were times that I spent on the mission field with them, where you see them grow exponentially just during that time where you take them to places. And, and uh, just recently, my wife and I, we went back to to visit someone in Elizabethan who was about to pass away and passed away the very next day. And as we drove back, we were talking about all the different mission trips and all the people that went with us on those mission trips and thinking about all the places that we went throughout the whole world, literally around the world with people in our church. And to think about memories of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so not only does that build your relationships but you know, to be real frank with you, it keeps a minister fresh. Sure. Sometimes when you're preaching to the same people, seeing the same faces, sometimes you need a break. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was important then sometimes to to get away mm-hmm. and to go be able to preach to somebody different. My church, uh, 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 after I was there a number of years, and, and then we were at a place where I could either, and I'm not necessarily saying this is what you do, but for my church, they allotted so much money for me to do conventions, conferences, to go like to Southern Baptist Convention, things like that. And so uh, opportunity came for me to do some of the partnership missions mm-hmm. with the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. And uh, and uh, Kim Margrave was in the position at the time. And so Kim talked to me about some of the opportunities, uh, first in Brazil and then later Malta and those kind of things. And so in talking with her, uh, you know, I, I had this money set aside to where I could either do uh, go to the Southern Baptist Convention or I could go do a mission trip. And so I approached my church and I said, if you'll let me use that money to go do a mission trip, I just think it's going to be so much better. Mm -hmm. And it was a great investment. I'm not, I'm not encouraging people not to go to the Southern Baptist convention, but if I have a choice between the two, then I'm probably going to go do a mission trip. Uh, Not every year, maybe, but, uh, uh, but taking those funds that you have and going, doing a mission trip and then not just doing them, but taking church people sure. with you, yeah, you know, really important to me. Sure. Uh, we only got to a short time, but I wanted to, to put in there to almost discuss just about the personal side of this, of how to, how a couple of factors in which we uh, need to uh, uh, stay fresh and long-term in pastor. But, but for example, taking your vacation time uh, or, or even hobbies and exercise, is that a factor? Is that important? Absolutely. You need an outlet. And so taking vacations, Brent Seals at First Baptist Elizabethan years ago encouraged me to take two weeks at a time. He said, you know, when you take that one Sunday, that one week, he said, what do you find? He said, you find yourself even before you barely even get on vacation, you're already thinking about going back and you're thinking mm-hmm. about that sermon you've got to preach and all those things. And he was so right. And he encouraged me to say, take two weeks at a time, take mm-hmm. two Sundays if you can. And if you only get two weeks for the whole year, take them together. Yeah. And so I started doing that. I had a, a person in our church who had a connection mm-hmm. and they allowed us to use a facility uh, for vacation yeah. at a very reasonable nominal cost. Yeah. And so we took two weeks at a time, the best 
thing I ever did. And yes, things like exercise, walking, uh, outside hobbies, outside interest, you know, whether it's golf or fishing, I learned, uh, I, I would go fishing with men in my church and, uh, and mm-hmm. found out it was also a great, a great way of reaching lost people because a lot of lost guys like to preach. And so you get build that relationship and say, let's go fishing together. And, uh, it's amazing the conversations you can have out while you're fishing, yeah. but all of those things are important that you have an outlet beyond what you're doing right there at your church. If you're going to survive and thrive in a long-term pastorate, you've got to have some outlets mm-hmm. and you got to stay fresh. And you got to find the outlet, the outlet that best fits you. I know yes. that I'm, I'm a runner yeah. and uh, I, this, uh, I, I can be very stressed at times. And so I have found over the years uh, that for me personally, uh, if I go, if I go out and run three miles, there's a point in which I don't think anymore. I don't wrestle with all those issues. I've already kind of got past that, and I'm just uh, I'm I'm starting to go into endurance mode. Then all I, when I'm finished, I, I'm just refreshed. Yeah. And you gotta find that place for you to that you can become refreshed that that can take away you can you can step away from those struggles. And uh, and and then the Lord kind of brings you back, ready to to, to just dive back in again. Mm. So that's critical. Well, Joe, thank you for uh, uh, sharing with us about uh, how we just needed to uh, uh, survive in the long term and just being refreshed in the pastorate. Also, I want to uh, just bring to your attention the uh, Reaching app. If you're not and have not uh, been a part of that before, but. Uh, Tennessee Baptist Mission Board has another podcast called Reaching Tour Radio, and it's, it's a great uh, podcast. It would encourage you to be able to begin to reach people in different ways and different outlets in which you can share the gospel with people. Uh, if you have any questions about uh, what we do at TM Baptist Camps or uh, with Joe, uh, please send us an email at ccinfo at tmbaptistcamps.org. Also, if you are listening to us on iTunes or Google Play, please leave a comment or subscribe to us uh, so we can be able to share this podcast with other people. And, and also, just take opportunity, if you have a pastor that's struggling and you are gaining something from these podcasts, share it with another pastor, and uh, hopefully that will be something that may encourage them. Until next time, I hope that you look for opportunities to share the gospel with someone you know. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.